This episode, ep- mm, no, this episode contains whatever we find out about. Probably <laughs> language, because that's all it seems to be. Oh, no, no, obviously no death, 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 no, trigger warning. This episode <laughs> contains topics around and surrounding death and killing yeah. characters. I'll add that last time. I forgot about that. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Books, a podcast for writers by writers. I'm Larissa. And I'm LJ. This week we talk pretty exclusively about character deaths, how and when to kill a character, some good and wrong ways to do it, and a lot about the different types of death tropes. You can kill a character for emotional reasons, for motivational reasons, for plot reasons, or, you know, just plain shock factor. Or you can take on a Shakespearean tragedy tone and just do it because you can and because it wouldn't have ended up any other way. You can follow us on Instagram at larissagalt.author and lj underscore writes with two s's. This episode contains trigger warnings for death and death of characters, spoilers for Avengers Endgame, Divergent series, and Hamlet, and some mild language. Man, all right. Character deaths. I'm so excited to talk about this. That shouldn't necessarily be something that we should be excited about, but hey, (laughs) we're writers. That kind of is what it is, right? I can never forget on one Zoom meeting for one of my classes, one of my classmates said, I really love books where everyone dies. And without thinking, I was like, same. Oh, no. Just with such enthusiasm. And I mean, our professor is an author, so she knew she was she was fine. But I'll never forget that moment. I mean, it's there's a. Writers and readers are a different type of breed. I mean, it, it is what it is. We There's really are. Nothing against it. Um, I kind of have the same enthusiasm being a criminal justice major in college. I get to take classes where we just learn about this. So I get it in two worlds. That's college, the dream. Right? It That's is. the dream. Plus, the, the information is very useful for all of my books. It's so I useful. Bet. I have a um, one eventually sometime in the future. I will have a it's it's called Buddy Cop. It's it, I'm calling it Buddy Cop. It's my little dumb police story. It'll be something surrounding some group of police things. And oh, my God, with every single class that I take, I'm getting more and more like information about it or things I could use. And I'm so excited. So that one will be interesting. You're a dangerous, dangerous person. Yeah. Speaking of, I actually lied. When I was uh, thinking about what I was talking about for this episode, I forgot there is another character that may uh, kick the bucket that I just remembered about. No. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I forgot. So. You're so evil. Me? No. Says Miss Ma'am. Yeah, I'm not one to talk. Yeah, really. (laughs) Really, We really can't make fun of each other for it because it's, yeah. See, there are lots of reasons why you can kill characters, right? Well, okay, honestly, you can't justify it, but you can explain it. For sure. It's hard to justify killing characters. Which sounds so bad to say. Oh, my God. Dude, this is our second episode, and we're already jumping in off the deep end. Oh, my God. But this is us, okay? This is our personality. It is. It is. Like, we can talk about pasta, and then all of a sudden we're talking about The most gruesome deaths. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) There's some connection in there somewhere, right? There is. There is. Um, But, I mean, just a few reasons why you want to kill characters, right? There's emotional impact, obviously, for your readers. There's emotional impact for the other characters that survive. Mm. Sometimes 
the fact of the matter is that a character doesn't have a place in your story anymore, and killing them off makes more sense than writing them off. Mm-hmm. Which gets a lot of people mad. It gets me mad when I watch TV shows like that. Um, <laughs> but it depends on how tastefully you do it, right? But mm-hmm. my favorite method, you know, my favorite reason, if you will, to kill a fictional character is to provide motivation for the other people. Mm-hmm. Right, killing love interests is my specialty, and I would know. no no further comments will be made about such because I can't spoil anything for you. Absolutely, well, not, not you, but the general you. Pardon? Wait, hold on, hold on. No, back up. No, I'm joking. But hmm, I gotta keep my eye on you. Okay, okay. Killing love interests, fictional love interests, is my specialty, and I gotta say, it provides great motivation to the character that survives. To kick their butt into gear oh, yeah. to either, you know, get justice or get revenge or, you know, they have a period of grieving and then when they come out of it, they're a really different person and it benefits them. So that's my little. Yeah, I I really, I really enjoy using Oh, enjoy. Oh, um, I think my favorite reason is motivation. It's okay. You can enjoy it. Okay, I enjoyed it a little bit. Uh, no, I think I think my personal favorite one is for that motivation for other characters, or for moving more so moving the story along. I think um, something that uh, Larissa does beautifully, and actually I got pissed off for, is the creation of characters that their sole purpose is to die. Which yeah, I did do that. Is something that took me a minute to like have to realize exactly because you know you you create these characters and you want them to have story likes and then sometimes there's those characters that you either like read or have to make and their whole kind of purpose is to die so that the story or another character can get moving on and that took me so long to actually like understand and almost even appreciate that it's it's coming in there but now I have a few characters of my own that that's kind of that's kind of the point that's their job Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because characters they benefit the story for however long they're in it right exactly but when they're gone you almost have this like residual benefit that they give to your readers because they want to keep reading to find out what happens after their favorite character dies for sure you know so in a way it serves you as an author or writer really well. That's, I think, I think when I'm watching TV or movies or something, I think that's where I like cry the most is thinking about how the other characters or if the movie doesn't already show it, it's thinking about how the characters will, will move on or will do whatever. That's the part that gets me crying the most. So it's sometimes, obviously the death itself is almost always emotional, but then it's the afterwards of, oh my God, how are they going to move on? What is it going to be like without them? And then I get sad and then I cry and then I think about it for the rest of my life. Um, and then I get sad, but then it's so fun. (laughs) It's so fun. It's really powerful when you do it like that too. Um, an example, and this is major, major spoilers for, uh, Avengers Endgame. So stop listening or skip if you haven't watched it. But Lonnie and I's favorite character, Natasha Romanoff, right? Her death scene was so, so powerful because, yeah, she's like loved by everybody. But seeing Clint right there, literally fighting with her on who gets to die to save everybody else was like that's what sent me over the edge mm-hmm. and no pun intended oh, like oh god oh god <laughs> no sorry i'm really <laughs> sorry that did not 
just completely. <laughs> oh please! Oh my God! No, that's. I didn't I'm even. So sorry. I didn't even register that at first. I was like, "Oh, that's a good example." And I was like, "Oh." No pun intended. Seriously, but like seeing that, because because you get to witness how much it hurts him because that's his best friend right there. Mm-hmm. And like for some of us, they're more than best friends because you know, who cares about Laura? Some people are like, this is like the best, not me personally, but just an example, right? Yeah. But some of us, you know, they're best friends. They've been, they've been there together forever. And it's like, yeah, it's sad. It's, it almost hurts worse than love interest stuff. Oh, for sure. Okay. Sometimes. Speaking of, which I have to go off a little bit on this because obviously if you don't know me already, which Larissa, you obviously know me, but uh, Clint Barton is my favorite character ever to grace this god earth god earth what this god given earth there we go clint barton is my favorite person ever i am obsessed with him but no i was texting one of my friends the other day and it had been a while that i had talked with her and she sent me this tiktok and i was like okay cool like you know i'll check it out so i get some of my friends like sending me stuff occasionally and i swear to god this was the most depressing tiktok i've ever seen because i can't remember what audio it was i don't know if i've showed this to you or not but if i do i might have to um i don't remember what audio it was but it was one of those like sad ones and it was a picture of like endgame clinton natasha like you know, that forehead scene when they're, like, pressed together. Super sweet. Super yes. thing or whatever. And then, like, the music increased and, like, the climax of the music, whatever happens. And then it's a picture of original, like, Avengers Hawkeye. And it goes, like, we didn't get to save her. And I swear Stop. to God, I almost sobbed in, like, the middle of the library because I was like, oh, my God. Clint had done so much to pull her out of the Red Room to do all that stuff just for her to die. And I literally sobbed. It was absolutely, like, my friend sent me this out of the blue, and I said, man, you can't do that to me. I am unprepared for that. Yeah. I gotta have to sit and contemplate that for a minute. I'll have to, after this, remind me, I'll send, I'll send it to you, because I literally Please think do. I cried. Like, it was... I would love to cry about that. It was awful, and so now I think about that every time. Like, oh, obviously, Endgame gosh. had an impact, because, you know, everybody felt <clears throat> Natasha's death, but I don't think it was until yeah. I, re- I got that TikTok that I realized, oh my god... Right. The entirety of almost the entire MCU ended right there because that was oh, yeah. that was Clint's entire arc. That was Natasha's entire oh, yeah. arc. Those two characters, their arcs were essentially gone at that moment, which they're not. That's that's a stretch, that's but it so was like sad. damn. That yeah. So, that's that what I hurts. Think that does. hits me right in the field. Mhm. doesn't it? I was oh my god. It it literally I, I cannot say how many times I almost cried over that TikTok. It was ridiculous. So shout out to my okay. friend for sending me that, but dang. <laughs> We're going to take a bit of a deeper plunge. I think you might hate me for this. Oh. Um, there is a character in the Ivankov series later uh-huh. on who has a very similar death to Natasha's. And I I can't tell you why. I can't tell you that's how. That's fine. That's fine. You know, yeah. I, I wish. No, I want to I wanna read for myself. That's fine. I'm still 50-50 on whether or not they're actually going to die because I'm scared that it's going to come off as one of the pointless ones, right? Because they're so close to freedom. They're so close to finally having, you know, this lifelong peace and, you know, getting out of this, you know, evil overlord stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then I take it away. So I don't know if I want to do that yet. Which leads me into the next topic, right? Yeah. You can cheaply kill characters when they're they're so close to what they finally 
are going to get, like, what they really, really, really want. Yeah. And then you take it away. And that's so, so mean. It hurts so bad. So bad. It hurts. I uh, I won't I won't say too much because again we don't want to go into spoilers. But uh, Larissa has officially ruined one word for me because of this one character. <laughs> Literally, whenever I see this word, I think of it and I'm like, oh my god, there! It's 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 impossible for me to look at it like a normal word anymore. And it's that it's, word is peace. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I didn't know. Yeah. I cannot look at the word peace anymore and not. Not, not cry. Like, it's... To be clear, it's, like, the pieces in, like, good tidings of peace and joy, not, like, pieces and pieces of pie. Oh. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, no, I think it is pieces of pie. I can't look at pie anymore, actually. Um, <laughs> no. That would be depressing. Oh, my God. If I can look at pie? Uh, but, no. Like, she's officially ruined the word peace for me. And in the best way possible. Like, I really enjoyed how it was used. I love... I love any type of repetition. It just sucks now that every time I see that word, I'm like, oh, man, that's sad. But to the credit of whoever utilizes repetition well, right, it can really, really hurt. It can really, really ruin a word for someone. Oh, for yeah. Reader. Oh, yeah. I'm speaking from but experience then, here. But then you can turn that word around. You can keep using it, but in a different context, right? In this one context, Lonnie hates this word because it's associated with the character dying. But if I keep using it in more positive light as time goes on, then you might turn that impact around, Mm -hmm. you know, of any given word. Yeah. Small commercial break. My dog just visited me. So everybody say hi to Daisy. Hi, Daisy. Hi, Daisy. All right. Bye, Daisy. End of commercial. End of commercial. Perfect. Oh, I don't I don't have any of my animals here to have a commercial break. That's sad. We so can pretend. Sad. We can pretend. But yeah, no, it's I I agree. There's there's good ways you can kill a character, and all of those are absolutely fantastic. And I love them. But there are also some bad ways you can kill a character. And definitely it, it may be it may be a little controversial. I don't know how controversial it is, but if you kill someone off just for the shock factor, it's 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 probably it's not the best. I had a couple plans to kill off. Um, I'll go into this since it didn't. It's not applicable anymore. But in some of the very first drafts of Crossfire, there were there was definitely one and at least two characters that were going to be killed off. But they were purely for shock factor. It was I was at the beginning of drafting i didn't really know what what direction i wanted to take with it so i was like hey somebody needs to die and i don't have a reason why so we're just going to do it and that wasn't the right way to go about it because then there was no point to it it it, one the character wasn't long wasn't around long enough for readers to get like an emotional attachment so it wasn't even an emotional death because it happened within like i think like the first three chapters or something and then Ouch. This, yeah, right? It was super early. And there was no there was no reason for it. It was because I needed something to happen in the third chapter. Um, and then I had another one, which was, uh, I think the, the ending one was, had the emotional attachment. It was just a stupid death. Like, there was no reason for it. So I ended up scrapping both of them and then just stopped writing Crossfire. So <laughs> we don't know how it go yet. But I won't say, I will, or I will say, it, I have not... I have not sworn off killing any Crossfire characters yet, so we'll see how that goes. I I have a feeling that if you pick someone, like, I have a feeling I know who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. 
can't tell you about that, obviously, because then I'll just jinx the character. Absolutely. And I couldn't do that to yeah. myself. Giving me ideas, obviously. Um, right? You, you give me a lot of ideas for torturing my characters, and oh. I cannot afford to repay that, <laughs> especially with all of my favorite characters of yours that uh-huh. you... That you really could do some damage to. The husbands? Exactly. That your side characters are far more beloved by me than your main characters are. And everybody (laughs) knows that side characters are dispensable. Uh So if I give you ideas, then it just, it's not a good idea. Trust me, I've I've already thought of a few ideas for Buddy Cop that you are not going to like. I'm telling you right now. See, you have enough on your own. I don't need to enable you. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's fun. No. It is. It is. Now, I mean, for shock factor, right? I read a book last semester for school. Um, and I don't know. They needed, quote unquote, needed <laughs> a death to, like, kick off the last inciting incident to, the like, the last climax, right? It's one of those, like, battle-type books. And so they needed somebody to die in order to push everybody else onward to, you know enact vengeance yeah right but it was like one of the most important characters in the entire book if it like it wasn't the protagonist but it was somebody like that was arguably the next most important character gotcha and it just had me sitting there i was like what just happened (laughs) i didn't even like this guy oh my gosh okay mind you i didn't even like him so i was like okay great he's dead he was annoying but like what are they gonna do now Mm -hmm. you know and it just kind of left me floundering for another like I listened to it on audiobook. It left me floundering for, like, the next hour and a half that I listened. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, it can be a shock factor. It can be cheaply done because you don't care about them. Or you'll have ample time to care about them. This book is, like, super long. It was, like, probably about, like, 370 pages that that it was about. Yeah. When this character died and there's, like, another 200 to go. But it was just, like, you can do it badly and you can do it well. In terms of, like, being objective for the shock factor, you can do a shock factor death expertly. Mm -hmm. But depending on your reader, it's going to affect people differently. So that's something to keep in mind. You You have to keep in mind your audience and how they might react based on their differences. Yeah. Something I didn't even think about um, until kind of just now when you mentioned that is specifically killing off the main characters. Like oh, you're yeah. talking about. Um, I'll put this in there too. So spoilers for Divergent. I think it's the Divergent series. Have you have you read it? Have, do you know? No, but I don't care about spoilers. Okay, fine. Um, so Divergent series, the whole one, whatever, all that stuff. Books, because I didn't see the movies, I think. Um, so I started reading the Divergent series in like middle school, high school, wherever it was. And I only had made it through like the first book and a half or whatever. Um, and then I don't hold any blame to her for this because it's like whatever. Um I wasn't super interested in any way, but Noelle had ended up telling me that the main character dies. Uh, what's her name? Triss? I think her name's Triss. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, I, it's, been a, it's been a hot minute since I've read those books. But it's, she's, like, she's like the main character of at least, I think it's a trilogy or there's maybe four, but she's the main character of the trilogy. And I'm pretty sure in the third one she dies. And I don't remember why or how, but um, I know... I never finished the series after learning that because I was like, well, what's the point of keeping reading if you kill off the main character? Yeah. Um, yeah. But and then here I am with a few ideas of my own about killing off the main character. So I'm kind of in between. I was about, about to say. Yeah. I'm I was kind about of to in say. between. I'm in between about it. It. I. I the en- one we're both thinking of? Yeah. Yeah. That one. Okay. Um, 
because because <laughs> it's it's good in some things, but then a lot of times you. I mean, I mean, I stopped reading Divergent because I found out that the main character died. Granted, it wasn't like by me reading that I found out, but like I know, I know a lot of people don't like when the main character gets killed off. But sometimes it's kind of how it is, or if it's a if it's if it's a standalone story, that's kind of what happens. But at the same time, I think it also gives a lot of good opportunity because if you kill off the main character and it's not a standalone, I think sometimes that's almost worse because if it's a standalone, that's it. That's the end of the story. But if you take a main character's death and then continue the story by focusing on another character and kind of like how we talked about earlier, focusing on their reaction to that death or whatever, that can be really well done, which is what I hope people would enjoy more out of if somebody kills the main character than they enjoy that continuation from everybody else i agree i agree wholeheartedly on that i think except for one thing for a standalone i think if you kill the main character or more than one main character if you do it well it can almost be such a good ending for the standalone book and so it gives you this really nice satisfied feeling because if everything else goes fine or the people that die die for the right reasons like, with how I'm 99% sure that you're going to do the death that you're thinking of, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if it ends up well, I think doing that in a standalone really works. But I think definitely for a series, for example, the Ivan Cuff series is going to be five books. I have contemplated at one point killing one of the main characters and then bringing them back. Oh, okay. That's okay. another way that you can, you know... Which, again, is a really, really controversial trope, right? The resurrection trope. Some people don't like it because it cheapens the death. It makes it all meaningless, right? Yeah. Sometimes it can be a really, really good motivator for the actual character to re-enter the main narrative. Think about Bucky. Yeah, exactly. Like, think about how that happened. I've never even thought about that that way. Oh, my God. Right? So it can give this whole other meaning to the person they are, quote-unquote, after their death. You know, I think you got to be realistic with resurrection tropes. Mm -hmm. If it's not realistic, it's a surefire way to lose all your readers. Yeah. Right. But killing maybe not like the main main character. Right. If you're in first person, if this person has maybe less than 50 percent of the point of views, they're not a main character, but they're definitely still important. Right. Absolutely. They could be a love interest. They could be a mentor. They could be a best friend. They could be a sibling, all of which I have in my series. And at one point, I did contemplate pretty heavily. In fact, I had like an entire outline written out if this one character died. Mm-hmm. But it made me realize I could do so much more with them in the story. Mm-hmm. It would just unnecessarily hurt all of the characters that were there. This death was like around book two or three timeline. Gotcha. So you'll probably be able to figure out who it is when you finish the book. Okay. Um. Which actually, by the time this podcast is being released, you will have finished. But um, it's it's something you have to know when to not kill a character. Yeah, exactly. You have to know when to hold yourself back. It was MC, actually, that convinced my mind otherwise. Which, thank God for this MC. Oh, my God. Right? I am in she, debt to her right now. <laughs> you really are, because she was like, okay, why would you kill this character? And I had to really think about it. And she goes, you've already killed a character that's really, really similar. 
And you don't want to copy and paste your plot devices, Larissa. And I was like, that's a really, really good point. And she goes, also, you've taken away so much of their hope right now. You've given it back, yes, in smaller things. But if you take this away, like, where does that leave? I I think it's safe to assume that I'm not talking about Lavinia here, right? Yeah. So, but, like, where would it leave Lavinia Mm -hmm. if this person died? You know, where would it leave the plot? Where would she go from here if she didn't have this person? And so I was like, okay, yeah, I can't kill that person. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, I good. mean, it was a wake-up call, which is great. Because when you have friends like that that know your story and that know your characters and that know you, they can ask you those questions. So it's good to get other people's opinions sometimes. Not like a whole boatload because then there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Absolutely. But <laughs> I love at that. least have one person that you go to, right? Yeah. 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 Like, because I mean – I'm I am in the mystery. I'm I don't know who this character is and I am You are totally in the mystery. I'm totally in the I'll mystery. I'll tell you once you reach the point where they would have died and they don't, I will tell you who Gotcha. It was. Perfect. And I will probably cry and then again think you probably MC will. because oh my god, I don't think and I can. You handle... agree that it was a really bad decision. Yeah. But you know, know, part of part of it is bad decisions. I I um I almost use the resurrection trope. Um and I'm going to I'm going to say personally, I think if it's the problem is with tropes is that Anything can be well done. Like, if they're well done, then oh, they're yeah. good. Anything can be well done. So it's just I a agree. lot of times, sometimes it's mostly not well done. So I'm not a personal fan of the resurrection trope, despite the fact that I, the original draft, again, so I'll say this because I'm not going to reuse it, but in the original draft of draft of Crossfire, uh, her love interest was going to die and then be, uh, not the, not the, not the, not the love interest that you're thinking of. Different one. Yeah. I still love it. Okay, yeah. That, so, yeah. That would be genius. Yeah. So, no, 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 no. See, he was going to die, but then come back with the villain. I like that. Except I didn't. It was dumb because... You should bring it back. Uh, you know what? I might. Okay. But no, 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 no. See, what I traded it out for, which is probably my personal favorite of any type of death thing, besides just killing a character, my favorite thing is the fake death trope or near death. Oh, that's a delicious one. I... Did in the most recent draft of Crossfire have a fake death scenario, and I think that is much more delicious because you get all of not only the same type of grieving that comes with an actual death, but then the like the grief and almost anger and every other emotion that comes with the fact that they aren't actually dead. Yeah, that is got to be one of yep. my favorite tropes um, or favorite death related tropes. It is. Mm, oof, I've it is, done that. I will do that actually oh. at the end of book three. Oh, um, with a with a series, there's not just individual book climaxes, but the series climaxes. Mm-hmm. So the end of book three is really the final big bang, quite literally. Um, that, and you'll understand what I mean when you get to it, is that sets off everything else. Gotcha. Everything else has been build up. Everything else has been development. Everything else has been important. But this right here, this is the make or break. And then you switch point of views and you realize that all these other characters think that this person is dead. Oh my and God. you're screaming at them and you're like, just get it through your heads. They're not dead. You don't have to do this. Oh, and man. they don't know. So it's super, super great because you get the effect of that death, but you know that they're not actually gone. 
Oh my god. Yes. Exactly. One of my favorite things. I love that. I I could argue that I think I almost like the fake death or near death trope more than actually killing off a character because You make a compelling argument for that. I it's it's too good. It's too good. Because you get all of that same reaction and then more because then they're not actually dead. So oh my god. But it's best when the reader knows that they're not dead. And nobody else. Because, right, so that they can basically figure it out. Oh, my gosh. There's this one example of it. I can't remember the name of the movie or the TV series, but it's essentially, like, when everybody thinks that the person is actually dead, but then the camera cuts, like, at the very, very end of the episode of the show, mm-hmm. that they're still breathing. Ooh. Or, like, that they're, like, crawling up somewhere yes. and they're not dead. Yeah, like, you, you get, like, that, that hand twitch. Super, yes. The hand twitch. <laughs> Or like, or like, you see their lungs, like you see their breath moving. Yes, right? that is just which you can do in books, mm-hmm. especially if you're in third person. You can just do whatever you want. First person is a little bit more difficult, but that's amazing. Yeah, I just love that stuff. I I think it's I think it's great. There's I'm a, I'm all for killing off your characters. I mean, if you can do it well, which obviously you, oh, can, yeah. you can say for anything, but if you can kill off your characters well, I will enjoy it. I will be incredibly depressed about it. I am still upset with this one character that died out of Larissa's books, but I am very impressed with how it's done, and I'm just forever sad about it. So, is what it is, I guess. Yes, and that brings us to our last little point, right? Shakespearean tragedies. They're famous, they're well done, especially by Shakespeare. Duh. Obviously. And they utilize such an incredible, like, powerful sense of justice. Mm-hmm. To me, anyway. Yeah. I mean, you look at Romeo and Juliet, right? There's a lot of anger. And if they stopped to think about their decisions for a minute, then they wouldn't have done that. But to me, that's the whole point of tragedies. It's knowing that things could have ended up differently, or if just one thing was different, then the tragedy wouldn't have happened. But it's the fact that they're in the wrong place at the wrong time or, you know, their genre limits them to something. I saw this one post talking about how if Hamlet, the the character, was in a different Shakespearean tragedy, it would never would have happened or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like somebody else in Hamlet's story and spoilers for Hamlet, like if they saw Ophelia die, they wouldn't have done what they did, you know. So in Breaking Free... I tried to bring on a lot of those tones with the reader being just so angry that at the characters, right? Not at me. Absolutely. Yeah. That it couldn't have ended any differently. Like, no matter what take you spun on it, it had to happen that way. Absolutely. And that's honestly such, I hate to say it, but it gives you such a piece about a character's death. (laughs) Oh, no. Because... Because you know that nothing, you know, nothing else could have resolved the issues that, Absolutely. you know, were there. So I love a good Shakespearean tragedy. Hamlet is probably my favorite. I think I need to read more Shakespeare. It, little, it confuses me a little bit, but I like it. So I have a Shakespeare class this spring and it is delightful. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I, I think I think I need to look at having better reasons to kill off my characters like i have plans but they're not great with great motivations behind them so is what it is yeah yeah i mean motivations are a big part of why characters die right you gotta have the motivations you gotta have the emotion behind it um you know shock factors they're good or they're bad i think resurrection tropes good or they're bad yeah 
fake deaths, I think, can never be bad. Oh, so. absolutely not. It depends <laughs> on what works for your whip. At the end of the day, if it works for you, it works yeah. for you. Yeah, it really, it really depends. You got to consider your, you know, your story, your characters, your audience, how they look after they're gone. You know, the characters that are around, what you're going to do with your plot afterwards. You know, does this one character dying empower revenge? Does it empower another plot point to come about? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's important. Yeah. But when you do it right, it's so delightful. Oh, and it gives me so much joy. It's the best. To know that somebody's fictional death impacts someone and like, i it's a very powerful feeling and i will never be able to work look at the word peace again on that note see you guys later thanks for listening you can give us a follow over on twitter at bnhd the books pod behind without the vowels for live updates and contact with us And you can rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you want to support me on Instagram, you can find me at larissagault.author and my books and links at www.larissagaultauthor.com. And you can find me on Instagram at LJ underscore writes with two S's. This podcast is hosted by Larissa Galt and LJ Elizabeth, edited by LJ Elizabeth, with music by Larissa Galt. Logo is designed by Susan Markloff.